48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Judd Boaz. The headlines, the MTR admits to another construction problem. More legal challenges are expected against the Express Rail co-location bill and the URA unveils a major redevelopment project in Tokwawan. The MTR has admitted that reinforcement works are being carried out on two pillars supporting a viaduct on the West Rail line after it was discovered they had started to sink. As Timmy Sung reports, the new safety scare comes as the rail firm faces heavy criticism over the shoddy work scandal on its Shatin to Central Link. The MTR confirmed that two pillars supporting overhead tracks near Yunlong Station have subsided by at least 20 millimetres. The Apple Daily had earlier reported about the problem, saying engineers have had to carry out reinforcement work. However, an MTR spokesman said safety had not been compromised and the problem had not affected the operations on the West Rail Line. He said the corporation was notified by the Buildings Department in 2010 that construction work would begin nearby for a major residential project. Engineers detected the first signs of subsidence in 2012, but when it had worsened in late 2013, the developer, Sanhong Kai Properties, suspended construction. The MTR spokesman said they are working with the developer on how to continue construction without causing more problems. Meanwhile, work on the Grand Yoho project remains on hold. The MTR has been rocked by revelations about substandard building works at three stations on the Shatin to Central Link, and multiple investigations are underway into the matter. More legal challenges are expected to be filed today against the bill allowing mainland officers to operate at the express rail terminus in West Kowloon. Here's Timmy Sung again reporting. The legislation was gazetted today, meaning it has officially become a law. However, the date it comes into effect still needs to be announced by the Transport Secretary. The so-called co-location bill was passed by the Legislative Council last week amidst strong opposition from pro-democracy legislators, who says it's unconstitutional. When the station is opened in September, mainland officers will enforce mainland laws in large parts of the West Kowloon terminus, including the platforms, train carriages and some of the immigration facilities. Disqualified lawmakers Leung Kwok Hong and Success Leung filed separate applications for judicial reviews into the legislation yesterday, and more are expected to follow suit today. Former lawmaker Leung Kwok Hung says the legislation goes against Article 18 of the Basic Law, which says national laws shall not be enforced in Hong Kong unless they're related to defence and foreign affairs. He was asked if he's concerned the legal challenges will trigger another interpretation of the Basic Law by the Standing Committee. You should ask the members of the Standing Committee of the People's Congress of the PRC whether they want to do more damages to the judiciary of Hong Kong. I cannot control them. They control themselves. You cannot stop the dog from barking. They say to the dog, shut up, shut up, Can you show it. The Urban Renewal Authority has unveiled a redevelopment project in Tokuan Wan that's expected to replace 60-year-old tenements with over 500 small and medium-sized flats. It says the project is part of a bigger plan to make the district more accessible and pedestrian-friendly. The Wing Kwong and Sung On Street project will affect about 500 households and 50 shops and is expected to take 8 to 10 years to complete after government approval. The URA's planning and design director, Wilfred Au, explained how other surrounding projects will complement this one. We make use of one project to provide commuter car park for the other development around it. With other streets adjoining these cluster of projects, 
it becomes the locus of the district. How we can achieve a comprehensive planning, such as we can use revitalization strategy to enhance the street environment. One of the options we are exploring with the government is to provide a public car park in one of our projects so that more space on the ground floor can return to the pedestrian. The Financial Services Development Council has called on the government to make it easier for people and companies overseas to open bank accounts in Hong Kong. It says the current regulations are restrictive, preventing more money from coming into the territory. One of the council's members, Douglas Arner, says the government must consider overhauling the regulatory environment if the SAR is to remain competitive. in emerging markets to provide better solutions than our traditional face-to-face and paper-based customer identification systems. These processes in, in the mainland, in India, in a range of others have led to some pretty dramatic changes. In developed jurisdictions like Hong Kong, because many of our systems are well established and function quite well, the process of change has been relatively slower. Democratic Party lawmaker Andrew Wan has called on the government to reconsider using an area next to Disneyland to help relieve the housing problem. The government announced last week that the 60-hectare piece of land reserved for Disneyland expansion will be used as a temporary flower garden to promote tourism. He said such an arrangement will not breach the contract between the government and Disneyland. Temporary housing is not high. It's up to 15 meters. And according to the uh, restrictive covenant signed by the Hong Kong government and the Disneyland, the height of the building should not be higher than 20 meters. So it is not violating the, the contract agreement. And also, uh, the government said uh, according to the, the land deed, it should not be a residential area. Yes, we know about that. We are talking about a provisional change of the uh, land use, and that is allowed according to Hong Kong land procedure. European Union trade tariffs imposed in response to U.S. levies on steel and aluminium have come into effect. The decision by the Trump administration to impose tariffs has raised the specter of a global trade war. Here's the BBC's Kevin Connolly. The president of EU Commission, Jean-Claude Juncker, said the American approach went against logic and history but he made it clear that the EU sees no option but to retaliate. That means Donald Trump's tariffs on European steel and aluminium will now be answered with a 25% levy on a carefully selected range of quintessential American products from motorcycles and jeans to orange juice and bourbon. Prices for consumers should go up very quickly and won't come down again until a transatlantic trade deal can be agreed. The aircraft manufacturer Airbus says it's reconsidering its operations in Britain amid continuing uncertainty over the country's future relations with the European Union. Airbus said it was increasingly concerned by the lack of progress in negotiations on Britain leaving the EU. Republican leaders in U.S. Congress have delayed a vote on a new immigration bill until next week as questions continue about when families separated after arriving illegally in the United States would be reunited. The BBC's Chris Buckler reports. Congress won't now vote on what has been described as a compromise immigration bill until next week, a sign that Republicans still aren't sure that they would have enough votes for it to pass. However, they are anxious to be seen to take action after a week when pictures of children being held in cages have caused widespread concern. 
The First Lady showed how troubled she was by visiting a shelter for migrant children. However, on the trip, Melania Trump wore a jacket emblazoned with the words, I really don't care, do you? President Trump subsequently claimed on Twitter that the words reflected how his wife felt about what he called the fake news media. Eurozone governments have concluded a long-awaited debt relief agreement for Greece. The accord gives Athens more times to repay a hundred billion euros worth of loans. The Greek finance minister Euclid Tsikalatos hailed the deal. I think it is uh, the end of the Greek crisis. I think Greece is turning page. I think that it has all the building blocks there to leave the programme with uh, confidence that we can access the markets, that we can uh, implement our growth strategy and turn the agenda away from one of uh, fiscal adjustment, which has been completed, and to one of, uh, of growth. So I think it is a historic moment. A German charity which rescued 226 people yesterday has appealed to Mediterranean countries to designate a port to enable the migrants to disembark. The mission at sea said it expected international laws to be followed. Italy's interior minister, Matteo Salvini, has criticised them, saying rescue charities were putting migrants' lives at risk. Even putting at risk the lives of those migrants that were on the dinghies, they didn't listen to the Italian authorities. They didn't listen to the Libyan authorities. They intervened in order to load up the precious amount of human beings. Sarah Netanyahu, the wife of the Israeli Prime Minister, has been charged with fraud over the alleged misuse of state funds. Her lawyers have condemned the indictment as absurd and delusional, the BBC's Sebastian Usher reports. Known in Israel as the resident affair, its main focus has been on suspicions, but the Prime Minister's wife charged for state for private meals she ordered worth just under $100,000, even though a cook was employed to feed the household. The indictment alleges that Sarah Netanyahu acted with a senior official in the Prime Minister's office to create the impression that there was no cook at the residence. For now, the indictment seems unlikely to shake the position of Benjamin Netanyahu, who is himself waiting to hear if he is to be charged over bribery in two separate cases. A species of ape previously unknown to scientists have been discovered buried in an ancient tomb in Ashanxi province. The ape dates back more than 2,000 years and is extinct, the BBC's Helen Briggs reports. The skull of the mystery ape was found at the burial site of a Chinese dignitary, possibly the grandmother of the emperor who ordered the building of the Great Wall. Scientists made a high-tech model of the animal's skull, which shows it's a type of gibbon that's new to science and belongs in a class of its own. The mystery ape dates back more than 2,000 years to a time when gibbons were perceived as noble and kept as high-status pets. The researchers think it vanished as a direct result of hunting and the loss of forests and may have been the first ape to be wiped out by humankind. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 29,224. That's 70 points down on the previous close. Market turnover stands at $52.2 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 109.98 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar 16 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 40 cents. And now with sport, here's Adam Chung.
First, the football's World Cup, where Argentina's heavy defeat to Croatia has put them in real danger of going out in the group stage. A mistake by goalkeeper Willy Caballero led to the first goal. Rebic, Modric, and Rakitic were on target as Croatia won 3-0. Former Argentina international Pablo Zabaleta says he's shocked by the result. I don't know. I feel so sorry for the lads. Honestly, because I was with them, I played uh, some of the qualification games uh, for the mm, for Russian, and and and, and honestly, I didn't expect that Pakistan from uh, from Argentina. Croatia progressed to the last 16 from Group D with six points from two games. Iceland are second with one point from their opening draw against Argentina. They face Nigeria tonight. Kylian Mbappe's first half strike helped France eliminate Peru 1-0. France advanced to the last 16 from Group C. Australia kept their hopes alive as they hit back to draw 1-0 with Denmark. Neymar will start for Brazil tonight in a mostly unchanged lineup against Costa Rica. The Brazilians are treating the game as a must-win after they were held to a draw by Switzerland in their opening match. RTHK's Tobias Zusser looks ahead. Yesterday, Coach Tite was pretty confident that Neymar will start the game. And Costa Rica immediately indicated that they might even mark Neymar with two men tonight. And that's that the Brazilian national team gets quite a lot of support this year from both Evergrande and Beijing Guan fans. Beijing's midfielder Renato Augusto has come off the bench against Switzerland and might also start tonight. Cricket now. England have gone 4-0 up in the five-match one-day international series against Australia. Set 311 to win in Durham, England cruised to their highest one-day run chase, winning by six wickets with just five overs to spare. The BBC's Jonathan Overend reports. The most incredible part of this was how standard it was, how comfortable it felt. England's second highest successful run chase in ODIs. How efficiently the bowlers restricted the Australian total. David Willey taking four wickets and eight balls late in the innings. How devastatingly the openers continued to plunder the bowling after putting on 159 in Nottingham. It was 174 for the opening wicket in Durham for the brilliant Bairstow and Roy. Butler guided England home with a quick-fire 50. Standard. To the 2018 NBA Draft, where the Phoenix Suns have made DeAndre Ayton the first number one pick in franchise history. The 7'1 center averaged over 20 points and 11 rebounds per game in his lone college season with Arizona. The Sacramento Kings followed by taking another big man, Marvin Bagley III from Duke. The Dallas Mavericks claimed the Slovenian point guard Luka Doncic from Real Madrid at number three. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The MTR admits to another construction problem. More legal challenges are expected against the Express Rail co-location bill. And the URA unveils a major redevelopment project in Tokwawan. That's the news from RTHK.
really felt this when we were talking about breakfast. You made it seem like we connected. I guess I just didn't expect this. How could you make me believe that there was something in between you and me? I look around and I don't see you. Where were you in the 